0: We are live. Alright. <clears throat> so, uh that thing you sent me, that looks pretty sweet. Is that your um your like uh what did you call it last time? It was like a PSI thing.
1: Yeah, it's an it's called an a, a Pico Spritzer. Pico. Ooh. Cool. Um You built that? Yes. Cool. Um so I built that for the lab that's like next to mine. Mm. Um They had uh asked, they'd said that if I could build that for them, that they'd give me authorship on a paper, like the first paper that they nice. write that uses it. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, I can do that. Sweet. Um So it took me like a few days. Um There's quite a few like little hitches that I ran into, had to like had to change some of the 3D printer um, models and stuff to right. accommodate different parts and stuff. Um But Man, when you put it together, and, and, like, it's so, like, terrifying to know whether it's going to work <laughs> or not. Right. Because <laughs> it's a pretty big thing, and it's not something you can really test as you go. Right. Um, So, it was just, like, I mean, I, I yeah, the multimeter was in a different building, too, so I, oh, wow. I didn't well, didn't I'm even sure. really test anything. <laughs> um, And put it together, and it, like, worked, and I was like,
2: yes. What? First time yeah. Back. That's pretty
1: um, sweet. Yeah. So. It's pretty, I was pretty, uh, happy with it.
0: Yeah, no shit. it. looks pretty cool. The video <clears throat> is, like, super tiny on my phone, but, um, okay. I was able to watch the, I was able to, like, open it up, save it, and then blow it up. A little, mm-hmm. little, um, unclear, but, uh, it yeah. looks yeah. pretty. For some reason, when you,
1: when you send videos over text, it gets terrible, so. Maybe I'll send it to you on Facebook or something.
0: That's, uh, not what happens with an iPhone. Sorry? But it no. doesn't happen with an iPhone.
1: Well, I, maybe it doesn't happen with an Android either, if you had an Android. Hmm, I, I don't, maybe, 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 I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is like a carrier thing, I don't think...
0: <laughs> Honestly, it probably is, man. Telus is the shit, like, it's
1: so bad out here. Okay, well, I'm um, Telus too, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's shit on both ends. <laughs> maybe God, like
0: your phone is like sending it,
1: Hot. It like it it's like a data saving or, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure that's what it is, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's like a, although it, I didn't have to but whatever um yeah so but yeah basically it's just like it's a really controlled um air compressor yeah i mean you hook an air compressor up to it and then you can give tiny little bursts of of um whatever and that's what they use so they they'll use it for um you hook up a a a pipette which is like a it's like a really fancy syringe kind of thing and yeah um and it so pico spritzer is called pico because it's deals with pico right. so like times 10 to the minus 15 super super he small sprays. quantities so it's yet yeah, smaller than nano oh. um i'm pretty sure that's it uh and it uh yeah it's, it's basically so you can you can spray a tiny amount of of a drug or a or a concentration of of like sodium or something directly onto like a few neurons
0: pretty cool I'm just, like, kind of realizing, like, in my head, like, how, like, I don't know, from my point of view, somebody who hasn't been a research, and even maybe if I was a little bit, like, just a beginning research person or whatever, um, you know, I would always think about research as just, like, this thing that just, like, everybody has already figured out, you know? Then, like, listening to your stories, like, and hearing this one team is just like, man, we need this thing, like, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, what do we do? And then it's just, like, there just happens to be a dude that works at your university who can, like, do that, so then you just go to him and be like, man, build this for me. Like that's that's what, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's dope. That's how research happens, I guess. It's just like a bunch of collective minds just work at one place, and they just like all just fucking share information.
1: Teamwork makes the dream work. Wow.
2: Dude, <laughs> um.
1: Yes, that's what I've been up to the last few days. Sweet. Um. Oh, I also i uh, I met with a financial advisor. I met with an investor, actually. What? You're I here. met with an investor because, well, because I actually have money coming in now. <laughs> the first <laughs> and, uh, time in 27 rather years. Than, rather than just, just buy a bunch of random shit, I figured I should probably do something with it. So like, uh, Catherine guitars. was actually Yeah, Catherine, exactly. Fuck, man, I could easily, <laughs> easily they just throw value. it all away. That's
0: what my lawyer said, was buy, buy guitars
1: if you're going to buy anything because they hold their value at least. <laughs> I was like,
3: "That's
0: terrible <laughs> advice."
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Basically, so so Catherine's got an advisor or got an investor. Yeah, um, that her dad's been putting money into for a long time, and so, um, she had a meeting with him, and uh, she just like asked if she could bring me, mm. and so we went <laughs> and met with her uh, guy, and then I ended up setting up an account with him. What uh, what um, place is it? So them. Edward Jones. Edward Jones Financials.
2: Interesting. Yeah, those are those yeah. are good.
1: Um,
0: like they, well, they can be good. The the biggest issue with using any sort of like, so Investors Group or Edward Jones or Western Financial or whatever, um, is that like the the pro is that you just literally send money to them and you typically will get a decent return. Like, did he tell you any figures or whatever? <clears throat> like, like yeah, Western he was showing or? us
1: different figures. I mean, so like Edward Jones, like they're what they say on their site is generally like a ten percent return per oh, year. Wow. But um he said that like that's average, like you can go or and <clears> and it depends on like the firm. Yeah. Um because right. like, like he was showing what like one of their better accounts. He was showing like how they like they had like a crazy it was like twenty eight percent or something, or, like it was huge returns. So, um he yeah, he like, showed like they the past, started with like, like three years. Right? They, they had 300 grand and in the last like 5 years they're now like at like 800 grand. Oh. Like they had massive returns. But um I'm sure but of course that's like the best one and he was saying how they um uh they were like constantly in contact with the their advisor and the advisor would like text them and be like hey um this is down right now you should give us some money and if then they would like send the money right, to invest right. in it so like they were like up on it right Pretty um and that's the other thing i like about this this guy is like um he'll well, i can have some control hmm. so like i can choose which com- companies and which one, or like if i don't want to invest in a particular company i can just be like no thanks Or and if i am interested in particular companies i can do that um and it's also just like a really nice learning experience because you just like taught me a lot in that meeting
0: yeah no it's definitely it's definitely pretty good um typically a lot of people in that like investing space shy away from those firms because of the management fee essentially Mm -hmm. um which is nice because you don't have to deal anything and if that's not something you're interested in then it's then it's super easy um for for all my stuff um there's like a I used to do that because basically, I think probably what it is, like mutual funds, he, he interviewed you and you're just like, oh, what is your aggressive? Are you looking for the next 10? Da, da, da? And he's probably had like mm-hmm. four or five different portfolios that he puts your money into or something like that. The kind of how yep. I went. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so those are pretty good. But then each one of those pools is going to have the fee that you have to pay. You know, there's obviously a person managing those, whether it's him or somebody else. Um, you have to pay that management fee. And because it's a real person doing it, um, typically those are more expensive than if you're just doing them yourself but you save on, on the time. Um, so the biggest thing like these days is now it's called like an ETF, which is like an electronically traded fund. Um, and basically it's very similar to a mutual fund, except that it's a computer that's doing kind of all the management and kind of comparing and doing all the buying and selling or whatever. Um, and yep. all it does is just like averages out at the end of the month, it drops its losers and <clears throat> buys more of the winners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that those are typically what a lot of people – um, after they have like a future experience, whatever, and they and they're getting a pain in the ass about the the management fee expense, um, they'll just switch to doing like ETFs, and then that way, you know, they kind of they just it's not like it's a huge amount of difference, um, and it is some manual labor, so it it depends on how much you want, but you have total control over everything, right? You don't have to like mm-hmm. do minimums, you don't have to wait this, you don't, might not get penalized if you withdraw early, etc., etc., etc. So it's it's really sweet that you're that you're uh, starting that like. Um, well, I don't know just that journey or whatever. That's uh, that's pretty pretty f- cool. Um, I
2: love. Yeah, I'm
1: like, excited about that. it. I think yeah, I think like their fees will end up being basically negligible, negligible in terms yeah. of what they hopefully will. I, I mean, save me in time, for instance. <laughs> um, I don't want to have to be mm-hmm. doing it all myself. Yeah. Um, definitely not. And so, well, and it's the same as Catherine's too. So it's it yeah. kind of puts it all in one place.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. There's, um, um which,
1: but the, yeah, certainly like, like I don't really want to do any bonds at all because yeah, currently like Canada's inflation is terrible. And so like right now it's the worst it's been since 2003. Um, and so check, like if you're in a bond that's making like 4% a year, like you're actually losing money because our inflation, inflation. is yeah. higher than that. um, and he explained that really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, okay. So, like, probably don't want to go into bonds. Do you all stocks? Don't. So, I'll want to go all stocks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, probably avoid, mo- for the most part, avoid mutual funds. I've actually, I'll probably be putting some money into mutual funds at first because I don't, uh because my the money that I get from the scholarship is coming to me over time. Mm-hmm. I can't put a huge amount in. Yeah. So, like, I... Uh, once I hit like twenty five grand, is when I'll switch over to like do like a, a much more customized. Mm, I, I see. At this point, it'll just be like he can do whatever, because uh, there's like different account types, mm-hmm. and I won't be at that twenty five grand yet. Right, right. I see. Um, so I'll switch to like basically what Catherine has afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, probably avoid mutual funds. Stick with like, uh, stocks and then ETFs possibly.
0: Well, stocks like those can be tricky because, like, that's where all your risk is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're talking about picking an individual stock and running with it, like Apple or Tesla, right?
1: Yeah. So generally, like, he, I mean, the the guy will advise me on everything. It's not gonna be like, um, not gonna be putting like all my money into Mm -hmm. Cineplex and hope for the best or something. But uh, like you'll you diversify to yeah be across different sectors and then. But then, like, I I want to be able to be like, hey, um, I don't know. Nvidia is not doing so hot, mm. <laughs> but uh, like, I feel like like Apple and Google are gonna keep. Do Do you growing, have like a like, wealth simple? Crazy. Uh, I did, but um, I don't know. It's just Cause... like, uh, I, I don't. I just like get overwhelmed too, mm. trying to like decide and then i feel like it's my fault when everything fucks up
0: Oh, <laughs> it's well, probably because it is <laughs> yeah it is
1: a hundred percent is um um yeah i guess if you have the
0: advisor to do that you just might miss out on because it like if you think about it he's not gonna be working 24 7 right so if you want to make a no no of friday or whatever um you might have to wait till monday until he's in office and whenever you get a hold of him and all by that time it's like ah, oh, shit you've missed the opportunity um that right. would be the only downside and then maybe he takes an expense on that as well so it's like even if you sell at a positive, um, I don't know if he takes a percentage off the top, so you might end up equalizing out or whatever. Yeah, it's,
1: I think it's like a one percent per year or something.
0: Oh, okay. Um, there's these guys that I really was super close to investing with, um, based out of Vancouver, and they post like, like at first I didn't even think it was like a fucking real thing. I was like, you guys, there's no way this is legit. But I and then so I told my uncle who's like done a lot of investing. Like, hey. You like ever heard of these guys? He's like, no, 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 but like, like typically, it's like, you know, too good to be true, da 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 whatever. Um, and then, like, he just like over the past like several months, he's just been like, damn, these guys are posting like legitimately like good returns, da da and I'm like Jesus Christ. So when I'm back at that capital point, I'm probably gonna invest a bunch of money with them because it's a minimum of either twenty five thousand or it might even be a hundred grand now. Is what you need to have um, to invest in these guys. But for example, this year to date, they're at twenty five percent return. Last year, they made a sixty four point six two percent return on the market. And it's like I don't know what they're doing, but like the growth of one hundred <clears> thousand since um two thousand fifteen. That's
1: um yeah. He he was showing like their uh their firms um Gross. gain over like the last like few years, and yeah. apparently twenty twenty was like. One like of a, the best, well, games. yeah. Like, depending made, on what you're in, for sure, it was massive,
0: yeah. And then 2016 was good too, it shows a 40% return there. Um, mm-hmm. you should, if you have one of their graphs or whatever, you should compare it to this one because I bet you it's very similar,
1: yeah. Um, probably, I, I suspect they're all probably going to be pretty similar because most of them will be investing in similar companies, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. But man, it's like it's just showing here, like, this graph It's like 100 grand in 2015 would now be worth 435,000. Using their fund versus if you just track the S and P or the T S X, you're looking at anywhere between 135 to 185 thousand. So it's like it's like a three or four hundred thousand dollar difference, which is absolutely mental. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm really gonna try to to probably get in with those guys when I when I can, um, just Mm -hmm. because like like why the hell wouldn't you right. Um, yeah. Now, the downside is, with these guys, um, there's a penalty if you withdraw within the first three years. So, obviously, if you put your money in, um, they'll penalize you, like, a few percent or whatever um, if you draw within the first years, because they're obviously trying to not get,
1: you know, people... Yeah, they want long-term money. investment. Yeah, exactly, and, and
0: um, ride through storms and shit like that.
1: Chances uh, are you're not going to want to take it out after three years anyway.
0: If you're If you're the type of people that have the $100,000 minimum to invest or whatever, like, you're probably yeah like it's like this is like a private like firm it's not like a uh like a public one or whatever um like my friend uh who i do some business with you know he's he's got lots of money he's like oh these guys what they do is like they'll pretty big things like this and he's also in with what i'm gonna try to get into as well is this construction group that will um fund like buildings around like okanagan or vancouver and so you can actually buy in and get, like, a, a huge piece of their, like, uh, like if you let's say you give them $50,000 or whatever. Um, they'll, they'll, you get, like, ownership of this building to some extent. And when they sell it, you get, like, you know, whatever share of money you have in that. So if it's, like, 5%. They sell the building for, like, $100 million. You know, it's, like, you know, you can get quite a bit of uh, a decent return on your money. Um, but right. they, they do projects. So it's, like, their next project will probably be 2020. Five or something like that because they've just funded this right. whole two hundred million dollar thing or
1: whatever. Pretty yeah. Deep. I'm also like terrified of the housing market. So
0: oh, I'd be right now. I think it's probably gonna correct itself or crash or do something right now. Um, mm. but uh yeah, this would be more yeah, corporate man. real estate versus right housing. Yeah. Um, which they're not. There's that I'm much sure they're tied things, together. But, yeah, exactly. But... Oh man, that's super dope. I'm I'm super happy to hear that. I lo- I just absolutely love talking anything about money with people. Um like I'm such a big budget person <laughs> and just like Ooh. so involved with just like where my money's going and all that stuff. I used to be at, at investors group. Um you, know, you remember Sydney? Um she just got uh, engaged Cora? by the way. Yeah. She just got engaged, but um
2: nice. the guy that just got his black belt last night, two nights ago. Pretty sweet.
0: Takes my ass cool. all the time. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Um, she she used to work at in Investors Group, and uh, so I I was with her for a bit, and there's some shady stuff that kind of went down just with the company in general. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when I kind of started doing more reading on my own and switched to, um, there's this site that you can go to called Canadian Couch Potato, and it's basically this financial advisor who like, um, just does like a bunch of research and is like, hey, this mutual fund or this ETF rather is like what I would invest like is what mm-hmm. if you just want to do nothing just throw money into this etf it's just one one ticker that you got to buy um and i've made you know like my 10 percent or whatever year over year and i paid like nothing because it's uh self-directed or whatever so it's kind of nice yeah it's all through quest
1: trade just um, ai
0: yeah just just computers or yeah um, it's all vanguard vanguard's
2: pretty good pretty good uh, for i shares as well. cool yeah yeah uh... i
1: just yeah i was excited about it just like
2: oh
1: like part of me is was i I was hesitant because um i have debt right um from student loans but my debt is not it doesn't start gain it doesn't actually start uh gaining interest until i graduate until i've done yeah school
0: and then what how much interest is it like I'm not actually sure. You know? I need to
1: check. like at the same time, but, uh,
0: even if you have debt, let's say you're making 10 percent return over year over year on your investments or whatever, it makes more sense to just pay that 4 percent interest, you know, exactly walk up to six. And go, so
1: right? that's so that's what we yeah that's what we had talked about. Uh, that's why I talked to the advisor about. I was just like straight up. I was like, I got 50 grand in debt mm-hmm. that is not going. That's not changing. Yeah, for the next few years. Um, like, do you think it's like, do you think I should be trying to pay it off right now? And he was like, Yeah, five years ago, I probably would have told you that you should just pay off your debt. But yeah, um, rate's these days, but the interest, like the interest rates, if it's lower, then it just makes sense to yeah. it doesn't make Fuck sense. It.
0: Why would you like for me? And why? he
1: said, He said, like, and, and then he started talking about like the whole concept of having debt mm-hmm. to make money and how like every company has debt they have ratios of debt to yeah. um how much their company is debt because that's actually how a lot of people make money and as, as long as you're comfortable with debt you can make large amounts of money
0: yeah there's there's um all the books that I've read or there's a big book which I would recommend you read because it's called rich dad poor dad really good
1: book mm-hmm. it's a famous um, one yeah. yeah
0: and uh you know his whole concept is that there's good debt and there's bad debt so um, and, and the way that the bank looks at that is completely different as well than what you would think. So uh, uh, for the bank, um, you know, they would count an asset such as a car, right? But this rich dad mm-hmm. the method, the rich dad method or whatever, is like you only count an asset if it's giving you a positive return in your bank account every month or whatever. Like so, it's like, right, I see. so it's like a house, for example, it could be a good asset if you're renting it out, and you're making um, even or money on that. that's a good asset. You buy a house and you're just living in it and you're just paying that off. It's it's he classifies that more as bad debt, even though you're paying into equity and whatnot. It's not like a um, it's not like a beneficial asset like like you know for cars or, or like um collateral or whatever. It's just like well you know th- they call this an asset, but it's because it's an asset to the bank. You default on your loan, this is their asset; they can sell for money. If not an asset to you, because you're paying six or seven hundred dollars a month to have this goddamn car or whatever. Right? So, and then, and then he goes like more like on the later in the books, or whatever, like investing kind of side, it's like, man, if you can borrow like a big thing in investing is using other people's money. So it's like, if you can ever just use someone else's money to invest with always better because it doesn't really means that you don't have to you know worry about it. It's a little bit selfish, but at the same time, that's what everybody else does. Like that's how the banks build their business is like, when you put all your money into a bank, um, let's say you have a hundred million dollars in the bank and you want to cash out that day they don't have it all right it's all going to be uh invested or you know they'll take everybody's money kind of pull together and invest that and that's how they make their you know, things kind of work and whatnot um so there's a lot of concepts like that and uh you know obviously there's you hear about companies all the time like going debt and stuff like that but it's like well, okay what are they doing with that debt like what, okay are they, are they doing yeah, that, and that, that it's capital? actually
1: it's actually better to be in debt than to not mm-hmm. like if a company isn't in debt, then they're probably not investing properly.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, what's going on? You know, like, if if you're not growing, you're dying. So it's like, what the hell, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have certain levels of of growth going there. Now, if you have just a bunch of shit debt, obviously, that's not going to be very good. And then, the, the, you know, like, for example, um, when it comes to, like, what debts should you pay down personally or whatever, pretty much all down to the interest rate. Obviously, if you have a credit card debt, so like you got to get rid of that fast because, like... 20% interest or whatever that'll kill you. Um whereas if you have like my student loan was like 1 or 2% and I was like like this is this is nothing. Like okay and then so I just kind of waited and waited and waited and eventually I was like okay fuck I'm just going to get rid of this cuz it's in the out. But um right. Yeah. Like that's it's all just it's pretty simple like when you actually think about it um like how it works and then once you kind of get the hang of it it's just like oh okay like you basically Pay off your credit cards because those will kill you, and then um, everything else is just gravy. Like it's just, and then right. it's really just figuring out what you want to do with your money. You know, housing is always a good bet, obviously depending on the times, because um, mm-hmm. you could rent that shit out for a lot of money. Um, like like for example, even like right now, renting in Kelowna, if I was alone in this condo, it would be like sixteen hundred dollars a month or whatever like that, right? Um, now I could get a mortgage. Where a mortgage for a house, I could be paying $1,600 a month for. So it's like, why, you know, and I'm renting. I'm not doing anything with that. I'm basically just giving mm-hmm. money away. So it's like, hmm, at that point, it's like, shit. The problem is, though, is like, it's so hard to get a mortgage. Like, like, it's just so many steps that you have to do. And like, da 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 and have that down payment. So unless you can get somebody to co-sign with you, like, that's how, like, you can really get ahead is if you can get somebody to be like, co-sign on that. And then you just have a business plan. It's like, I'm just going to rent the shit out of this. And I'll be making mm-hmm. I'll be making more money immediately. The problem is if you go to the bank and tell now, they'll be like, well no, it doesn't work like that. You're just like, fuck, like it does, but you just don't recognize that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a bit of annoying.
2: Right. Yeah, it's the value of your time too.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, like I always had it planned out where was like, okay, if I ever buy a house, um, like More than one house, like I'm living in a place or whatever, I rent that out, I'll just manage that landlord, like I'll be the landlord for that one house or whatever. If I was to ever buy another one, it's going straight into like a property management group. They can take whatever percent they want, and I don't care if I'm making $10 or like a hundred bucks a month. As long as I don't have to do anything and like it's still my asset, you know, that Mm -hmm. to me is worth because then I have that time back. I don't have time to go running around fixing fucking things and shit like that, nor do I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I'd much rather have property management group take ten percent off the top and then just do everything for me. So okay, that's crazy. That's what all yeah, the landlords what, that I
1: know do. That's what Catherine's mom does is she's a property manager. Yeah. Nice. She deals with all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But uh paid well for it.
0: Well my uncle, so he he uh he's a real estate agent. He started buying houses when he was like really young, like probably like eight like nineteen or whatever. Back then it was cheap as fuck. And so he just starts buying some houses and has so many problems with property management groups. He just made his own property manager. Like he's, so he's his own property manager for his own property. So it kind of like works out really well because now he just pays himself his management fee and then also doesn't have to worry about somebody not doing their job correctly.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I uh, knew a girl in engineering and her dad, he, he owned two companies. Two engineering oh, yeah. companies. And one made materials Or the other one. And the other one made, yeah, made stuff from those materials. So, like, he they were still like fully autonomous companies. Yeah. But one of the companies got all of their materials for like super, super cheap.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's okay. very common. Cool. Um, even with what I'm doing uh, right now. So, um, um the uh, <laughs> so we have the 3D printing thing, right? Yeah. Um, we're gonna break. So we're gonna break that into like a manufacturing company and then a retail company. So we can then isolate liability. So like say I'm selling toys, that's one company, company A sells toys. A, company B prints toys. Right now, like the same thing. Um right. and then company C is like the software stuff that we do. And so if I do it such as company A sells toys, company B makes toys, and then company C provides the software to like control the printers and stuff like that for company B. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially what we have is like we have a software company that makes software licensing to the manufacturing company who is in retail like selling toys to the retailers there now if we sell a toy to a kid and he chokes and dies on it they can come after you know the one company um, and that liability ends there Um, or it's just kind of like protects those assets let's say we want investors in selling toys they don't get the manufacturing part of it as well so that way the the asset is a bit more contained as well. So it's like if you want to invest in just a toy thing, let's just say you love these toys and you want to put more money into marketing and this and that, um, that's that's great. We'll put that money on company A. Um, but it doesn't give you any ownership of company B or C, which is like the production or software. We can go to another investor and be like, hey, listen, we want to buy $200 million worth of printers. Um, let's do that. And then he just has ownership of the manufacturing side and not. You know the IP of the company or whatever so it's all about just like really creative counting and like like breaking it down and even my dad for example um, he broke his company into two to have a warehouse so he has a warehousing company Marshall Holdings or whatever but a store and the store just rents like space from the warehouse company so it kind of like you know just divvies him up a bit and now if he sells like a furniture store or whatever so he's done with it he just sells it he still owns the, the warehouse, and they still have that agreement to use that warehouse. He can still make money like that. There's all sorts of like interesting ways that you can kind of set things up. Ultimately, it depends on your accountant to do that. Once your mm-hmm. accountant comes with a plan, then you go find a lawyer to make it legal.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all kind of a weird system. Makes sense once you start doing it.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, there's a guy. There's a postdoc in my lab. Yep. That's um, he's basically been. Running, postdoc means that um, he
0: is a PhD, and he's just been yeah. Working? So he's
1: already so he's got a PhD, and now he's doing a postdoc. So it's a oh. it's oh. after it's after your PhD. Um, anybody that wants to be a professor, um, has to do a postdoc. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's essentially a p. It's like a, a few years, um, that you spend working in a lab that is, um, that prepares you to be an independent researcher Hmm. so is that what you're doing i'm doing a a phd i'm doing a doctor oh i see you don't have your PhD. so so a post yeah postdoc is afterwards generally you'll do it in a different lab and then you become a professor um so (laughs) you have to get hired as a professor to become a professor you have to have a (laughs) Um, postdoc. generally you need like two or three postdocs to get hired as a professor oh shit my professors are all old
3: yeah because
1: they've had to do a PhD, and then also had to work for several years. Like, six to ten years after that. Oh, damn. And they make decent yeah. cash? Uh, no. It just depends on the university. <laughs> they, make, they make, like, 60 grand a year or something. Ooh. As a postdoc. Well, then I guess you Probably can get like your, better. like, grants and stuff like that paid for I think that's with grants. God. <laughs> it's, it's not a great life, man. No, um, but so... <laughs> <laughs> but, the, uh, but the postdoc in our lab is um, he's um, also doing an MBA and a law degree simultaneously fuck um, but like the reason he's doing the law degree is because he's got all these like patents that he wants to or he's got like all these because he's mm. he works with MRI machines and he's got all these like algorithm right. patents and he's different like hardware to do it? <laughs> he's doing well himself. no he's tried and the patent lawyers don't know what the fuck oh, he's talking about yeah and so like he even he found like a patent lawyer that is like a phd in like something and and he was talking about how he had this um i think it was like an algorithm or something for pet scans which is a positron mm-hmm. emission tomography and uh and he was saying that like it was like a couple months in and the the patent or the the lawyer he was talking to still didn't realize that it was that pet meant positron emission yeah, he thought it was like animal. for animals oh he God. thought it was for like pets in veterinary care <laughs> and he was like,
3: <laughs> like fuck, fuck I, guess I, gotta,
1: I guess i'll just do my like do like law school myself and like, he, he was he said he said that law school is like way easier than it's kind of a joke
0: well okay i was just gonna say it was like surprising at, to me but. at that point when he's been doing doctorates and masters and this and that it's like he just wants to be so good at the schooling process like it's not like he's oh, gonna yeah. figure out how to study and shit like that like he's probably yeah, just, so, like, like, so smart at retaining information that's viable for like exams and crap like that hey
1: exactly he's he's kind of gamed the system too because yeah. i know that like like the the university where he's at they don't have a combined program like he's in both of these programs right. simultaneously right. independently and then somehow probably i'm sure he's got crossover that he's like, like, they basically now, the they're now school. changing the system to make right. it so that you can't do what he's doing yeah. because he's kind of, well, that's like similar loophole. to what you did, right? Where you Exactly like, yeah, what I did. Where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got two undergrads in six years. Yeah. Very well. I guess five, seven years because I did five years for my first undergrad, but six, six, six years. Seven. But I was able to get two full years worth of transfer credits, yeah. which is like unheard of.
0: And that's like the kind of shit that I,
1: I love hearing about,
0: which is like you just min max a shit out of school, you know, or you're just like, because yeah. even at the Okadong College, I was just like, wait, wait, so you're telling me that, uh, so the computer information systems diploma is two years, and then the bachelor is four years. Um, and mm-hmm. the students that just go to the bachelor's program, but the college also recognizes the first two years of the diploma, and then you can jump into the third year of the bachelor's. And I was, I was like, okay, so why wouldn't I just get my diploma? check things out and if I didn't want to then come back to school and get my bachelor's and she was like was like oh well, yeah I guess you could do that and I was like you're telling me you have these students that are going to the first like they're doing the, the bachelor's and they're not getting a diploma for two years they're just like I was like that that is like the most stupid thing ever like why would you ever not do this
1: yeah um, and then also the similarly
0: like if you got the diploma for the computer efficient systems you could jump into the third year of the business um bachelors as well so you get like three degrees in six years or whatever it was or diplomas or whatever the fuck the college does
1: yeah well it's the same with um with like master's degrees where like you can get a master's in the or, and then you can transfer into a phd after the first year right um but the thing is is like direct entry phd is an option right people just don't do it because it's not done right like it's just not a thing that
0: you that's not a thing done, that so, yeah.
1: people do it's very it's kind of avoided in the grad calendar like in in like on the site i had to i found it like buried like pretty deep into some like heavy um terminology like regulatory yeah. stuff yeah um but like you only need you need a, an average of above 80 percent, which is not that high oh. i mean it's it's high but it's not that high like It's to, be, to skip a master's yeah um <laughs> nobody's right yeah, so I was the first person ever in the department to do it. And another girl has done it now. Nice. I told her about it. <laughs> um, and then there's another girl from, from psychology now that wants to do it. And so now there's, there's something online for the direct entry PhD. Or the um, fire. Yeah, because they had to basically make something because I did it. That's but now it the, but the, she was asking, she was like, where, did, like, where is this? And I was like, well you probably don't because she couldn't find it for psychology and i was right. like there's probably nobody that's done it in your department and so you, you have to do, do it, it for the first time oh wow. um and like as long as you have a professor that's willing to take you as a phd instead of a masters do like <clears throat> otherwise you're just you're adding to you're, you're just, just i mean it, depending on wh- whether you want to do a phd or not <laughs> obviously yeah. you don't want to do a phd but
0: why would you not <laughs> why would you like like who would ever not want to do that if you could skip a year of you know? It's Get just two,
1: like... Yeah, two years, two to three years generally. Like two, I I mean, a part of it is that people just don't feel like they're ready yet. Right, I, see. I think so that's confident. like the main thing is is it's a confidence thing. But and I really guess people you'll... are
0: very like typically real followers. It's like oh, this bachelor's master's PhD. Exactly.
1: The track that is set up is the track that you'll follow, yeah. right? And yeah. I, I, for the most part, I would do that. Right. Because I'm not one... But then you got told, hey, you gun. don't... But I was... Yeah, my professor, who came from the States, where they... I mean, <sighs> you generally don't do both a master's and a PhD. You do one or the other right. in the States. Oh, wow. Um, so He was just like, yeah, do a PhD. And I'm surprised like, okay. that
0: the university like after you did it still allows it because technically that's money out of their pocket
1: right that's why they're they're pretty quiet about it oh, I <laughs> um they don't really promote it even like i remember, we even had somebody come and talk about grad school options at one point and they had a slide for direct entry phd and they're like yeah this nobody really does this so i'll just skip over it's it like they didn't even tell us like, it was an option wow like, this isn't really relevant like, like, um, excuse me
0: that is like the most relevant thing ever It's pretty relevant Like, as a student who does not want to waste a bunch of money doing school because like yeah. if you if your goal is to get a phd it makes it's no brainer to do that right and now
1: is that a, is that a thing that's isolated to your school or like would ubco have a similar thing as well it'd be similar actually ubco will probably be. i don't know sometimes like one of the reasons i came to guelph was that it's not such a huge university that they're they don't have these super strict rules. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean they're pretty strict, but they're not like like UBC had some crazy rules that were just n- didn't make any fucking sense Still at all. Like an example one. Yes. Yeah, so w- when I was in engineering, I was looking at uh, transferring into computer science.
0: Right,
2: engineering, computer
1: science. Um, and you could o- you could only take like the equivalent of like two courses worth of credits between departments. Oh wow. So, like, even, even though I was in, like, second year and had taken, like, all of the physics and all of the chemistry and all of the English and all of the, like, everything that I would yeah. need for that covers the first year of science or even, this like, in part of the second year.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, even computer science. I had even taken, like, C++ programming. Like, none of... I could only take, like, uh, the physics or something. Weird. Like, it was it was... Or the math, maybe.
0: And that's just a purely money-based thing, then.
1: And that was just straight up, well, I have no idea what, why they have that rule. Because what's weird is, so here's the thing. If you have done the first year of science, you could transfer into engineering and take all your credits. If you did the first year of engineering and tried to transfer into science, you couldn't take barely anything. Really? So it so was makes like,
0: more sense to do science than on engineering? Yeah.
1: For your first year. Yeah. Cuz great. Well, except then you're kind of fucked if you try to transfer into engineering because it's uh, harder.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, fair. <laughs> um but it it was just like who made these rules like these don't make any sense there's clearly so with like at ubc every department is kind of independent and so they have all these weird interdepartmental rules that don't they don't talk to each other
0: yeah yeah very true
1: and so even, and and so, like, I would talk to an advisor and they'd be like, yeah, basically, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's not really worth it. Just, like, don't even, and yeah. if you do, you're basically starting from scratch. Yeah. And then, if, at Guelph, if I talk to an advisor, they can be like, well, okay, so here's a loophole we can use. <laughs> you know, like, they know how to actually do things. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, I wanted to take a course that's only available to people in a, a different faculty.
3: Yeah.
1: Or a different department. So... I went and talked to a uh, advisor, and they were like, "Well, what we'll do is we'll just declare you. We'll we'll declare your minor. We'll give you a different minor. Give you like a neuroscience minor. Yeah, um, so that you can take this course. And then when you don't, uh, when you graduate, you just won't have fulfilled it, and it'll go away. And I was like, Oh yeah, of course. So like you can just declare like ten minors, and then take whatever course you want. (laughs) Wow. Um." That doesn't yeah, count against you crazy. in any way shape or form eh no not at all not at all See, that, you can like, that's like there. the
0: weird thing too is like um so let's say that advisor wasn't there it was a new person they had no they mm-hmm. would have no idea about that shit
1: you know yeah true um and actually i think it even depends on the advisor yeah exactly right? <laughs> I mean, because Somehow. i was a transfer student they were also more willing to right
0: the rules. why is that just because like you're you're more of an asset or just like
1: i was older i'd oh, already so you, been through quite a bit of crap you already knew so... what
0: was fucking going on you're just like no no no, no.
1: i know well, they knew i had through. like a shit ton of courses under my belt right. and another like i had a whole degree under my belt so right. like you're just a it's not like they they're get, they can spend
0: time on you and not get like worried that you're gonna fuck things
1: well i, I think like they don't want to they don't want to give anybody an easy road um to a of to their only degree Right. Because then if somebody sucks at the end of their degree, it kind of looks bad for their school. The university, yeah. If I already have a degree from UBC, yeah. then they already know I'm not going to look yeah. stupid once I hit the real world. That's cool.
3: So
0: that's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. then, Because, like, again, it's like, oh, we could do these loopholes. But it's just, like, those loopholes are only there because somebody created these rules in the first place. So it's just, like, why the fuck? Like, that's what pisses me off. Just, like, these, like, and probably why I could never get into education or there's all these like rules it's just like i hate this so i for example i sit on the the pack board um for okanagan college for the computer science program right and i was pretty pumped when i found out that i got the position i was like man this is dope like i can Mm -hmm. go there and maybe i'll actually be able to make a change you know i was pumped i was like man we can work with the team i have these ideas like i know why certain students are not excelling and so they're like okay yeah here's our first meeting of the year and i was like perfect so I go to that meeting, and basically, what it was is there's like a bunch, like all of the computer science staff, um, faculty, dean, and all that stuff. Then they have like four or five industry experts, and I was one of those industry experts or whatever, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And there was like an hour and a half meeting where they, first of all, the first 30 minutes, they sent out a questionnaire, and it was just like, it was about the culture of, of like Okanagan College. And I was like, this is completely fucking useless. Like, I. Like, get me past this like whatever give me the it was like how do you feel about um like genders and this and that and I was like what does it have to do with computer science anyways I was like fucking we talked about that for a little bit and then it was like okay now how do we want to change the curriculum for the da 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 and there was a shitload of ideas that came from the industry experts we got all acknowledgement from the people and they're like perfect that was a very productive meeting we'll meet again in six months and I was just like what I was like I was like <laughs> So wait, 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 you're telling me that nothing is ever going to be
1: changed. <laughs> like, oh, man, they just—they have just no, like. um, Yeah, that oh. was actually, that was kind of one funny thing is, so I'm on, I'm on a, the health and safety committee for our department. Yeah. We haven't met since COVID started. Oh man, it's, it's. Like... <laughs> but I think it's because it's like, that's above our pay grade. You know, it's like, yeah, that we can't even like, what are we supposed to do? I guess we can like, the school decides basically yeah. how you handle it.
0: I just found that was and one of the questions i asked was because again for computer science the biggest issue that i had was that the, the material that we were learning was so out of date based on what the industry was requiring right so my question yeah. to, the, to the professors was okay how do you guys approach when there's a new framework like a react or or like you know next js or whatever that comes out and that's what the industry wants like how do you guys learn this and then how do you guys get How do you guys learn it fast enough so you can actually teach it in their course? And Mm -hmm. the response I got was, well, every student has an optional amount of time, like a budget, essentially, that they could spend. They don't have to spend on, like, whatever they want, essentially. So It's like they could go to a conference. They could pick up a course, whatever. And I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, how many of you guys use that? And there was, like, one dude who was like, oh, I went to, like, this conference down in, like, Miami, like, for, like, something that was not even... (laughs) and I was like oh my god like you guys it's like oh yeah, they have so, no idea well they they, ha- they know but they basically what they what they were told was okay you have a budget and all you have to do is make it look like whatever you're going to is in the area of computers you know mm-hmm. so there was like this one chick that went to like comic con or something like that and I was like she was like oh blizzard was there and we were talking about how their game has improved and I was like oh my god like there's no hope for this place
1: <laughs> yeah even that i think is better than the university yeah because i think i think the university for computer programming like those guys are so out of the loop i, I mean maybe so. it depends on the professor obviously but mm-hmm. well, I, I think
0: know. like yeah and so the college does have more applicable skills i think but the college is there to make um what i would call the trades workers of computers like they're there to yeah. make the web developers and the uh people that are like hands-on and like Need to just build shit quickly for companies whereas i would wager that the university is much more theoretical obviously and they're there to build the actual computer scientists who are going to look at like efficiency algorithms and this and that obviously there's crossover in both and it's not as black and white um but that's typically what i see is when i get up when i get a person that wants to come work and they are from the university Typically, they don't have as many applicable programming skills, but they're generally the better hire in the long run because you know mm-hmm. that they can act, like think of solutions in a different way. Whereas in college, I can hire them and I know that they're going to be able to do the job that I asked for, but they're probably not going to be that like um, crazy leader or like uh, you know the, that that long term investment where they could where I could go to them with a problem and be like, hey, how do you solve this like mm-hmm. long like issue? That isn't just like a bug, you know? Right. So, And, and again, it's not as black <clears> and white like that, but it is definitely notice a bit of that. The that makes sense. I, better learners and more hypothetical yeah. thinkers. And the college makes more workhorses.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, I guess um, whenever I've looked at jobs and stuff, they usually ask for all these things that you've never really, that as a university student, you know what they are probably and you know how they work but you probably don't have much actual experience with them mm-hmm. um, like different languages and different environments um, whereas at the college level like, I, my, I could be totally wrong but I would guess that they have more actual coding experience
0: well the courses
1: you're doing are like,
0: like, um, like uh, app billing so like, at, you know the end of that course you, you have built an app Right. Right. Or game programming. At the end of that course, you know you've built a game. They do have like Java and C and all that stuff, but typically it's like get in there, write the code, which to me was more important than like going to learn math and fucking science and physics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking back at it now, I still would have probably gone the college route just because I'm shite at studying. Um, And then, but I think if I could have applied myself better, I would have liked to know more of the. Uh, harder things and just like know how to think that way Uh, because the college like you can go to the college and be dumb as a sack of bricks but if you're a grinder and you can just fucking google shit and like you're there to punch through answers until you find a way you'll you'll pass with flying colors like and that's what the industry is like most of the time that industry is like you're faced with a problem you can either think it through you can go slow you can take your time and you can probably get it right the first time or man you could just fucking start grinding answers and just being like, does this work? Refresh the page. No. Okay. Change. Refresh. And that's how I learned. was like, I learned by basically getting hired for a job that I was very unqualified for and then just trying my hardest not to get fired.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like I,
0: there's a, so one of the first projects I had, um, at uh, the job I was, I first got hired at was the, like their training program was you take an existing website. So they had a client website that they built and said just make this with like the exact same functionality um you know da, 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 da. and I was like okay and so then literally like that day I was like I was like fuck man I got to figure out what this html stuff is about like you know like what, what, yeah. <laughs> what is the css stuff about so I built the site and it looked really good and then I was just like man this is there's no way it was this easy right and then so um then I like learned that there's a thing called responsive web design cuz like my computer screen was like a certain size and the website looked great. But then I like shrank the page and it just fucking exploded. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay. And so that whole night I just like spent all my own time, like rebuilt the fucking site responsive and that Mm -hmm. worked. And then I learned that there's this thing called content management. So like the blog posts that I had like hard coded there were supposed to actually come from the back end of the system. I was like, fuck. Then I had to like rebuild the whole fucking, like I probably rebuilt that site like 10 goddamn times and Mm -hmm. they had no idea about that. Right. Like, right. So it was, it was a grinding uh exercise for me and i've always been a grinder like right. even last night i was working on a problem It was just like it, i'm gonna save this form 10 times and see what see what happens whereas if i just read the fucking documents i could probably get it in one try but maybe the same amount of time spent you know
1: yeah yeah so, i don't know it, uh, i i i definitely i got that uh ex- that impression when we were uh <laughs> we trying to it? get like the gpu working yeah because <laughs> like i found like a like a step-by-step and i was like okay we're gonna go through this very carefully i was like step one okay, you. Just try this right and away. yeah exactly and then you're just like let's do it and just <laughs> went hard and i was like i don't know if we saved any time but you probably learn more in the process
0: well and the biggest reason i think why i just default to that is because typically in the industry um like for web design or whatever you're working on the documentation that you're looking at is not like either for the exact same version. The problem isn't the exact same that they're trying to fix. Yeah. Like typically when I look up a thing, I'll go to Stack Overflow. I'll skip the question entirely and I'll just go straight. Like I might just like, don't even know if the question is the same thing, but I'll just go to the answers and see if there's some kind of relevant piece there that I haven't, um that so like, like sometimes I'll just search a thing the question that the person's answering isn't even remotely similar to mine. Mm-hmm. But that One of the answers is like, oh, MySQL has like this in 5.6.7. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a version issue. Like, oh, then all of a sudden I check my version. And I'm like on a different thing. Like, fuck, okay. So, but yeah, like, and I'm, a, I'm probably a bit difficult to work with too because I'm always just like skim, 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 skim. And I've gotten yelled at a couple times from one of my bosses. Like, dude, read the fucking manual. I was like, God damn it. Like, I just, I just... I don't wanna I was <laughs> yeah. so like okay I open up the, the manual and then I'll start searching text. I'll be Like um error five oh three. Find an error five oh three perfect. Sometimes I get lucky and I can just like grind it open. I fucking hate reading that kind of crap, man. I'd yeah. much just pause well, it and see if it works.
1: It is also like the most boring, dry content possible to read.
0: Yeah, when it's, when you find out that it's not actually relevant to what you're doing, it's a yeah. pain in the ninety
1: percent of it. Yeah, like ninety percent of it is, is not relevant. It's mm-hmm. so the same with reading like papers if I'm reading a review. Or if I'm re- sorry if I'm writing a review, and I I'm not gonna read the whole paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean sometimes I do depending on like depending on what info you're trying to get, but like for the most part you try to find what's relevant. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten really good, and I'm sure you are really good at that as well, skimming to find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's like. That's a skill that takes years and years to develop, really. Like, you wouldn't think it does, because we've already done it for mm-hmm. years and years. But, like, the ability to find information in yeah. a sea of, in, like, a gigantic sea of data.
0: Well, that's exactly what Google is. You have this gigantic yeah. sea of shit. And, like, when I first started, like... Cause it, it, the weirdest thing was when, when I first started working, I would talk to, like, my lead, my the boss at the time or whatever, right, in computers um CTO and uh I'd asked him his question he's like man just fucking google it I was like dude I spent the past two and a half hours googling and then he's like fuck fine I'm fine two seconds finds it I was like how like he was like man yeah. my google food is just way better than yours. and I was like Jesus Christ like and it's so true like
1: absolutely it's the same with finding papers yeah I where bet. like I can search for a particular a particular thing like I need some kind of information um and I won't find anything on it, yeah, like just like an empty void, I' be like, well, I guess no one's ever looked at it, and yeah. then I'll find a review that's reviewed something similar, and they'll have like 20 papers or or my professor will be able to find it in like a second because he has like a bank of information in his brain. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what like his I don't know how he has the memory he does right. Um, he still makes mistakes and stuff, but like. He he has a dictionary of names and years, and information in his head that he can recall in a second. Oh my god, and It that's crazy! Just blows my mind. I I wonder if like part of it. I know um, he's uh, he's Muslim and he's got he's got uh he's like, like one, the one of these people that is uh that memorizes the Quran. Yeah. Um, I think it's called like a Hafez or something. Or like he's like a person that's like chosen to like memorize the written word well don't, don't they all have to do that i don't think they well a lot of them are encouraged to oh i see or to like memorize portions of it but i don't think very few people memorize the entire thing yeah, I was like, it's a book <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah like word for
3: word <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and like in another language too i think like i'm pretty sure he knows it in like i don't know what it's in but um but like I wonder if if maybe from a very young age he's probably just been memorizing large quantities route. of information. Cuz it's not like I don't think he uses any kind of mnemonics or like any right. kind of tricks or anything. I think he just raw memorizes. <laughs> Grinds it. <in. laughs> yeah. Wow. And he's he'll just be like, "Oh, well you'll 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 get this too like over time." And I'm like, "No, I won't." I think so. I don't think no, especially. I won't because because I like when i had my qualifying exam i like wrote down like a, a bunch of years and names like names <laughs> with years to memorize for the things, so that if they ask about hormones i could be like this guy this year has yeah. a review on this um that's pretty good in itself it really it, it's yeah it impresses people a lot when you got when you can name papers like that mm-hmm. um <laughs> I don't, it's all gone now. Like I don't remember <laughs> any of it. Like even like papers that I will have read super in depth for writing my qualifying exam, like mm-hmm. or or writing like writing papers, writing reviews. Yeah, I won't remember the name or the year. I might remember the year. Might well, probably won't remember the name.
0: I'm I'm absolutely terrible at that shit. Like and and I I've had it a few times where I like Google a fucking problem that I'm having right, and mm-hmm. then uh let's say i ask a question on stack overflow right um or let's say i i solve the problem and then i'll post the answer on stack overflow right so people are like oh man this is great thank you so much da, da, da. dude like a year ago i had the exact same fucking problem and i was like i was like fuck what is what is this fucking problem i've never seen this before looking it up da, 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 and like find this post i was like oh this is fucking perfect i was like oh man this guy has the exact same and it was me like it was my own fucking answer that i was like <laughs> What the fuck? Like, and that's happened like three or four times now. I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm just whole no recollection of this shit. Or, or I'll be like, uh I'll think, I'll be like, man, I should write what I'm doing right now down because I, like, I know that I'm gonna be here in like a week. Like a week goes mm-hmm. by, I'm like, motherfucker, like I can't think of what I did to fix this problem. It's so annoying.
1: Yeah. But now the that worst happens, is like, I yeah, I also I certainly overestimate my memory sometimes yeah because i'll be like i know that oh, i yeah. ran this experiment with this many rats and then two months from now I'll be like gotta write the paper and be like how many rats was it yeah <laughs> like what was what yeah. did i what did i do
0: no, I how did, did i run all this the time i'm just
1: like um
0: or i'll be like oh i'll put this comment here because it explains like like how would i not know what this means like it's yeah. so obvious or like, another I thing read, is I'm like I, what fuck is that
1: <laughs> another thing is i write all the or i right so the 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 boxes that we have for a lot of our behavioral experiments yeah um i make all the programs for them right um just because i like learned how to do that when i set them up initially yeah and uh but the programs it's a very like specific type of programming it's i mean it's not like there's no typing it's all visual and oh wow and it's uh and it's like it's like state-based. I, I don't know if that makes any... It, it's basically like the box has like... A, um, the box has all this functionality and you basically define states where mm-hmm. everything is set to a particular okay. arrangement and then it goes... You can, and then you can program how it goes between states. Right. So you can be like, after this amount of time, then it goes to the state where the light is on. I see, yeah, yeah, and then, Or you can say like after they press something a bunch of... Yeah, yeah after they press something a bunch of times, then they go into the next state where gotcha. the food comes out. Right um but i've written all of the programs for pretty much for most of the behavior yeah stuff and <laughs> so then every time someone has to run it they'll be like okay so how does this work like, i don't know i don't like, know man you know- i wrote that you like a couple years ago and i have no idea what like i'll even uh, and then i usually I'll, I'll end up looking back at it and figuring yeah. out what i did and then sometimes i'll find something about it be like oh that." Actually, I don't know if I, that actually makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: that's that's yeah. so. Um, Quite right. Like, on code with web projects, like when you write the code the first time, it's gonna be mm-hmm. shit, but it's gonna be the best you can do. But then, let's say a month passes. Well, that's a whole month of like experience working like thirty hours a week programming again like, you know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. By the time you come back to that code, i have been like, "Who the fuck wrote this?" Like, they need to get like written up, and it's me, and I'm just like, "Shit." Yeah. Like, but you don't have the time to fix it either, right? So it's like, like right. I have people all the time on like this one project now. I've been working on it since November of 2019. And uh, like, I wrote the entire kind of code base, like for the initial stuff, all the custom functionality, et cetera, et cetera. People ask me questions on things that I built. And I'm just like, man, I have no idea anymore. Like, I'd have to go back and literally learn how all this done. And chances are I probably wouldn't do it that same way anymore. You know, like it's it's such a unique way of like living day to day lives. Cause, yeah, I I just always remember that one Stack Overflow thing where I like found the question and I answered it, and I was like, <laughs> this is weird. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually the, it's such a funny story. And it happens to more people than just me. There's this one guy that works with us. He's like a DevOps wizard. So he like sets up servers and like um knows everything about like all that stuff. Very often he'll like find something like he'll post a question. and I'll be like, "Dale, you answered this question online like a hundred times, like and it's just, like Jesus, like it happens quite often. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny."
1: Yeah, I um I recently set up my computer for remote oh, nice. um, access so I can uh, if I need to run anything like at school on my just laptop. I can just yeah exactly. Um, took me so long to figure out how to, do how to set that up. <laughs> uh because like i don't know anything about ports or yeah firewalls (laughs) yeah i'm surprised you were able to drill into the university um because you would
0: have had to open up a port on the university no no
1: No, i i just um microsoft has like a built-in or windows has like a built-in remote access thing yeah um and then i i just have to be able to send my info it's uh like the university i i think i can do it from any wi-fi yeah okay but i need yeah i needed to like set up my computer to be able to do that because i I initially set it up on your router so that you could
0: hit it yes yeah okay i see
1: so initially i initially i set up my computer just for for like based on the default settings that it Mm -hmm. had and and it worked within my house but i couldn't do it from a different network yeah um, and I was like, okay, how do I yeah, do that? of course, like 99% of the, the instructions on the line are not for that. It, yeah, it's for just exactly. using remotely rules. from within your house, yeah. for, within the same network. I was like, nobody wants to do yeah. this. Why is this the only thing that anybody has information on? Dude, and that's anyway, my life. That is my life. <laughs> I <like, laughs> actually found something that explained it well. Um, so, yeah, I had to change the ports on my router so that nice. I, can, I can access them from anywhere.
0: So I did that very similar exercise because I wanted to be able to take my laptop and then remote into my PC here because when you're doing that, all you have to do is like the laptop can do the visuals and the the grunt work can still be my massive PC, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm basically programming on like a 64 gigabyte RAM on my laptop that's got 16 or whatever.
1: Um, It works really well, surprisingly. But there's a few
0: issues that I encountered that I didn't build a solution for. Like one, if my computer was to ever shut off, like let's say I go on a work trip and I'm relying on my PC here. Let's see my computer mm-hmm. shuts off. I have no way unless I get somebody to come in and turn it on. Then I was like, right. fuck, how do I solve that? And so I figured out that, or I Googled and stuff like that, and there's a um, there's a magic packet, literally called a magic packet, um, that you can send to your computer somehow um, that will turn it on. So like, there's a way that, oh. in the settings of Windows that you can turn on your computer remotely. And then I was like, okay, perfect. So how, how am I gonna do that? So then I bought a Raspberry Pi, hooked that into my router, then I can SSH into the Raspberry Pi, send that command to my computer, it turns my computer on, and then I wait like two minutes, and then I can SSH in through that, and then right. boom, I'm back. So it's like, that's like the kind of, like that's how you kind of learn awesome about all that shit, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, is like, that's how do awesome. I remote in? And you're like, hmm, okay, gotta do this and this. Thing. Yeah, for me, I just, I just text Catherine, and I yeah. go, hey, could you turn
3: yeah. on my computer? On yeah.
0: The <laughs> biggest issue that you'll probably find is um, a lot of internet service providers will change your IP sometimes, um, so if it's all IP based right now, um, then eventually that'll change and that connection will break. And there's really no way around that unless you can somehow either pay extra for a static IP so it doesn't ever change, or um,
2: uh, no, that's a static IP. I think I did that. Or yeah, I found a site that
1: provides static S or IP. I'm trying to remember if I paid no, for
0: it or not. It, oh, I see what you're saying. But then they would have to relay that to your, Like, it would still be have to go to your, um, your internet service provider at some point because your building shares that, like, you know, it's, it's based on your residential stuff. And typically, once a month or whatever, they'll either refresh it or whatever. Um,
1: right. But uh, so, and for, for example, <laughs> DAW
0: or TELUS, um, they used to just give, like, they used to never change that. Then as things started getting busier and busier, they started changing it. And then you used to be able to just call in and they would give you one if you asked for it. But now they've reserved it only for business customers. So when I was in my condo back on Sorso there or whatever, um, I had to switch my account to a business so I could buy a static IP so that my shit would never change. Um, so right. it was kind of like a fuck around. But it, uh, yeah, it worked. I was able to SSH into that Raspberry Pi, which was then connected to my network and I can connect to anything else without putting my computer on like, open to the world. Because that's the other thing, too, is, like, when you open up all those ports, they're technically saying anybody can touch my computer behind that IP if they know what it is. So it can get a little freaky security-wise,
1: yeah. but um, it's right. typically it's, it's all good. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had any issues with that. Um, but no, the
0: biggest thing that you might find is if there's, like, a network's admin or whatever that's just like, man, why is this fucking IP getting a bunch of requests to, like, like, let's say somebody was to find your IP address and they just start to, like, fucking throw packets at it. they bog the network down. You'd probably get a call and be like, hey, man, you got you to gotta close some shit up or whatever. That's why, like, um Telus and Shaw, so port 80 and 8080 is the oh, website port. So any website is actually www.google.com colon 80 or whatever. But they just hide that right. in the browser. Um,
1: okay.
0: So they used to allow people to host their own web servers at home. So it would just be like you could open up port 80 and then everybody could hit your site. But then they started getting just fucking shit would come in. And so now they've basically banned that. So now you have to do like a, you have to open up like a different port. And then you'd actually have to type in like whatever your local IP address says, like 8970 or whatever the port you chose was because they just said, no, we're done with people fucking up home sure servers. It yeah. So it's kind of like a weird kind of rule set like that. I was pretty pissed. At one point it was just Shaw that was doing that. So then I switched to TELUS and I was able to do it. And then they both stopped doing it. Fuck off. Push for like a business account
3: again. Yeah, I have to push a right. nerd
1: speak. <laughs> um, could you explain ports to me? Um, kind of, sort of. Um,
0: so basically, <laughs> if you think of like, okay, so let's say you have your home, right? It's in your home's like a castle, okay, and then you put up a wall, right? And that's like what's called the firewall, okay, and uh, so. Um, I maybe have to do like a brief introduction, just like networking. So, so when you buy a router, right, Mm -hmm. you have like your local area network, and it's gonna be like one ninety two point one six eight point zero point zero, right? Um, now I also here at my house have a one ninety two one six eight point zero point zero, right? So those are not unique, right? So it's like, well, how can you have the same one that I mean that I do? But it's because it's it's local area network, it's LAN. Um, so a router basically takes requests and routes them to whatever IP, like your computer has an IP address, your phone's using an IP address in your local area network, all that, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Um, so going back to that, like, kind of castle example, so, like, you have a castle, that's your home, okay? Um, your, you then have a firewall that's placed, and your firewall just blocks everything, right? So if you have um, a really locked-down firewall, let's say you turn your firewall on, you don't allow anything, you couldn't connect to the internet, you couldn't connect to any web pages, you couldn't connect to, um, like, uh uh, SSH, which is on port 22. Um, Ramina RDP or whatever you're doing is probably like 89, 89 or something. desktop. Those all work off different yep. ports. So then they created this thing called like the whole, okay, let's just say all web traffic runs on port 80. Okay, so let's say you're at um, your castle and you just want the people in your castle to hit web pages. You could allow port 80 and now you couldn't do remote desktop, you couldn't SSH, which but you could just go to like web pages because that runs over port 80 so it's just a way of categorizing what kind of data is coming through so port 80 and port 443 those are like HTTP and HTTPS so secure and non-secure web traffic um, mm-hmm. those all get served over port 80 and port 443 um, SSH so if you've ever done like a, have you ever like SSH before No? okay it's like a way of like no. remoting into like a computer and then use like a terminal or whatever that runs on like port 22. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Right?
0: Okay. Um, so that, that runs on a specific yeah. port called 22. Um, let's say your remote desktop, that also runs on a port. Um, so, like, what is remote desktop port? I think you're right. I think it's 8989. A 3389. Um, 3389. Yeah. Now, those are just like stand, like, that's just what that protocol runs on. So, the, the, so HTTP is like hypertext, trans, whatever protocol. Mm-hmm. All of these ports are just protocols. So if you want an SSH, you can probably know that everywhere that runs SSH is going to be on 22 because that's the protocol. You right. could, if you wanted to, edit your server and all that kind of shit and run it on port like 6969. 69. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. It just don't, means that you need to make sure that that connection is open. The so port is just a way of, like, if you think about it, like on a spaceship, a port is literally like a door that's open. Um, if you open right. everything up, now everybody can hit your, your shit, essentially um so like that's kind of the way to explain it i don't know if that really makes a lot of sense but typically it's a secure thing and you don't want like everything open or else like i if i find your ip address i can do whatever i want it's almost like i'm in your local area network i can do whatever i want right your firewall that's will have certain rules whether you're in the the local area network whether you're outside um or whether or not so to explain that Let's say you, you a web server, like I said, runs on port 80, right? So let's say you have locally, uh, you make a you make a .html file, right? And that is, and you get a server. Let's just say it's like an Apache or whatever. Don't don't worry too much about that. Well, Apache runs on port 80, um, and if you point Apache to your index.html file on your local machine, um, you could then hit that by going to like 192.168.0.0 or whatever, and it would load index.html. If you had opened up all of your ports for whatever, and I was able to find your IP address. If I type that into my browser and I put colon 80 on it, it will go to that index or HTML because it's open to everything, right? So typically you don't want that open to the public because you don't want people coming outside, coming in. You always want to be able to go inside going out. Like That's how you get to like download games, SSH into servers, and do that. But when you have the exteriors coming in, that's when shit can get a little funky because chances right. are, unless it's you outside like let's say you're at starbucks and you want to ssh into your home server that's one thing that you want to do you want to open up that port but just that one because you're going to ssh in over that protocol 22 and boom now you can get inside but now you have a security issue because now 22 is open to the world if i go to your thing and i try to ssh it's going to let me and then you have to either enter the right password or you start getting into like the keys keys are a lot more way of securing shit down because it's like You can only get in if you have the proper key right same as like a physical key right and so there's different ways of securing things afterwards but the most secure is to close everything off you know that's no fun because you can't do fuck all then you open up everything inside going outside okay that's fine but let's say you need let's say like you said to remote into your home network well you need to open up that port but now that port's open it's open to everyone so it's that's kind of like how the security of like the world works essentially is firewalls ports And it gets a bit more complicated too, like, you can, you can say, okay, only people from this IP address can come in, right? So you can like IP lock it down. Um, typically like doing it through keys is the most safe or doing kind of what I did where it's like the only thing that's reachable from the outside is a Raspberry Pi. And the only way you can get to it is through SSH. And that SSH is locked by like a huge key, key store thing. So like, I can pretty much guarantee nobody's getting into my shit, right? Um... Because they'd have to like Fucking guess the key Which is like a million characters Like it would be impossible So that's kind of how And then once you're in the, the Pi That Pi is open to the, to the local so You can do whatever you want Once you're inside It's just a way of like Tunneling into that oh, whatever. Does that make sense Or is that way too complicated Yeah No it's good yeah, So
2: that's the uh, cool. That's the uh, On that um,
3: Yeah
0: oh, I love
3: trying Sorry? to explain
0: this shit To people And then <laughs> yeah. As I'm doing it, I'm like fuck so many like metaphors that i can use or like like an uh, analogies i'm just like oh that would have been so much better to say then i'll switch it and then it's
1: like... i mean luckily they're kind of named after the analogies that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they are keys and ports and
0: yeah, i know it's weird because like when you think about it from technology, like, oh, a technology like port that doesn't make any sense like fucking why is this called a firewall but then it's just like like no no it is just that simple it's a key yeah you know it's a firewall it's a wall of fire you can't get past it okay it's a port ports are in the sea or like, you know, I'm into my port and you can leave my port. I have to let you in or let you go, right? Everybody can come in, but only some people can go out.
1: It's funny that Firewall makes you think of a wall of fire, but for me, I think of a wall that is made to prevent a fire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're both right. They both could be right. But I think yours is more right.
0: (laughs) 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 Because that's a thing that people actually use. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think so too because it's a the the icon is a brick wall, but uh oh yeah but no you I mean oh. your interpretation could also be correct.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. Fuck, I gotta scrub that out. People are gonna think I'm an idiot. <laughs> dude, that's the kind of shit that I love when I'm just like um if it happens a few times at work. There'll be like a chat. I'd be like, dude, it's it's like a fucking wall of fire. Like, how's that? And it was like, what? Like, no, no, no. It's like if you're in a condo, your condo has a firewall. <laughs> like, it prevents fires. So I was like. Hmm never thought of that
1: (laughs) dude that happens to me all the time
0: i love it when those those happen
1: i'm trying to think of
0: some some examples but it happens all the time to me like
1: yeah it happens all the time i one i remember in in high school was with uh graphing calculators yeah um we could like program simple programs in the graphing calculator and and one of the commands was disp and it would like Mm. show something on the oh yeah it just like it's for display yeah, yeah but for some reason in my head I had it as it, it was dispel dispel <laughs> which doesn't actually mean what yeah what I thought it did I thought like dispel at the time I thought dispel just meant like push through or like to <laughs> like put out yeah I think what does dispel actually mean it means to like prove myth, wrong I think it? <laughs> to what uh, no, dispel you, like dispel a myth you like prove Make? wrong Make a doubt, feeling, or belief disappear. Yeah, so, so I, I definitely got that wrong, but I remember, like, talking through a program with a friend of mine, like, and then it. dispel X or whatever, and he was like, What? What? <laughs> Display, <laughs> you idiot. Really,
2: what? You're an idiot.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that's definitely... Or yeah. uh, in uh, engineering, I knew the uh, same girl that had the two... Um, her, her dad has the two... Yeah. Um, Things she, uh, we we were working on an assignment, and uh, we, uh, it was it was like a physics assignment, and wavelength was one of the things that came up, hmm. and she was like, she she had the realization that wavelength is actually just the combination of the two words wave, wave and length. length. Length of the wave. And she 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 had been calling it wavelength. Oh
0: my god! <laughs> it
1: was like a, this unique property. Wavelength. Wavelength that's hilarious and and no one had i guess no one had corrected her because <laughs> it sounds close enough right
0: yeah
1: wave length
3: oh, yeah, that's a weird way of saying it okay
1: <laughs> it's going whatever, a weird way to say but whatever that no one's gonna like be like what you wait wavelength <laughs> but uh it's like oh my god it's the length of a wave yeah that's funny but uh, know, like,
3: like
1: i but honestly like i couldn't like i can be like wow oh, i what an idiot but that stuff happens to me oh, all man. the time
0: i'm i'm probably um, like the master I'm probably like a million examples.
1: Intents and purposes is one that's like I remember I always thought it was intensive purposes oh, oh yeah but it's intents and purposes or um uh, one that one that I uh just came up the other day was pigeonholed yeah if you don't to pigeonhole something is to to put it into a category right yeah but if something like so but I had read something won't be pigeonholed and it's pe it's pigeon h o l. E D, right? Right. I thought it was H O L D, like pigeon hold, like to hold a pigeon. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the. Yeah. I didn't know what the and en- en- etymology of it was, yeah. but but I thought it was pigeonholed like like hold. Yeah. I won't be pigeonholed.
0: It's funny. It's funny you say these because like there's uh in this chat I'm looking at right now, it's like this guy who just discovered like onus, it's like O N U S, not o-w-e-n-e-s-s and then beck-, okay. beck and call is not beck and call like beck and call that's another one man i totally
1: would i like in call back and call yeah um the number of times i've spelled i've spelled background without the g oh yeah background yeah so many times background i'll be like what that's how you spell it right background no, it's background. <laughs> and even just like that word, it's like the back of the ground. It's like, hmm. yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> I had that one kind of. It's like more of a science, like a computer science thing. But do you, like, do you know what, uh, um, like recursive is or whatever? Like recursive yeah. programming. So it's like when you call the same function like over and over again, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so one of the one of the questions I got asked when I was being interviewed for my first job of programming, it was like there's three questions like, and it was just like, how would you how would you solve these problems right okay let's say you have a never-ending file cabinet and i was like oh okay well i would probably build something where it's like i could go into one file cabinet and then i would like check if there's like another thing underneath it then i'd go into that one and then i'd run that same thing and he's like oh man do you know all about like recursive functions right and i was just like yeah man like totally like that's exactly what... i had no idea and that's like why like like he's like man not very many people get that question I was like fucking yeah man like
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> it, um do you use recursive stuff much oh yeah um
0: yeah. a lot of it is um like
2: for things that grow um I kind think
0: there's there's some good examples but I not really coming to mind but it happens well, like, it happens
1: often um, like exponential growth. yeah and
0: it's what what would be the biggest use case um biggest use case
1: my understanding is it's not particularly efficient isn't is that right?
0: Uh, it depends on what those functions are doing. Um, so some recursive functions can be extremely efficient, right? Okay. Um, like, for example... Okay, okay, yeah. So, like, uh, a lot of... Like, I don't know. If you ever look at, like, Google interview questions or, like, Facebook interviews, any of these big company interview questions, all of mm-hmm. them have some element of recursiveness. Um, and it's really a way of, like, like a really heavily using, like, algorithms. But if you build it not... Efficient, it will ruin shit. Because let's say you have like a massive, like, loop of stuff, right? And let's say that loop is running a loop of stuff. So you get like two for loops, right? Right. Um, that's like O n squared or whatever. The fuck, I'm probably messing that up. But if you're calling that recursively, you're running that. Like, depends on what you're doing inside of it. But it is it is an extremely efficient way because that means you don't have to, um, like, because typically there there's a there's a starting point and an ending point right or else it will just run forever if you don't have like a condition that says when it should stop recursiveness will just run forever and it'll it'll kill your pc because uh uh, you run out of ram right so um when you have one of those things where it's like like okay uh let's say you have a list of a thousand items and you want to run a function that removes one until the list is empty right you could just write a massive for loop and go forward at a length do this and remove whatever. Or you can just have a function that's just like remove and run that and it's just going to run it and it runs itself and, just and it's done real quick. That's a terrible example, but they are, they are really um, useful and typically when they're useful, it's, it's kind of like, fuck, I need to, and it's like, oh, I need to build the like a recursive one. Like I need to call myself. I need to call this thing again because I take the output of that into the input again and run it. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's a bit of a, a thing. Right.
1: Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I feel like recursion is like at the heart of a lot of really complex um, or seemingly complex natural phenomenon. Yeah. Um, recursion kind of explains a lot of like
2: um, uh, uh,
1: fractal geometries mm-hmm. in nature. Right. Oh yeah, like like the like lightning bolts or fucking whatever, or yeah, coastlines are fractal. Um, any uh, lots and lots of plants have fractal geometries. Um, or like phi is something that comes up a lot in uh, phi is a. I don't know if you know what that is. The golden ratio. Uh, Um, I've heard about that. Yeah. It's just like it's famous because people like give it a lot of um sort of mystical properties because it's this particular ratio that's like pretty it's kind of a weird ratio um it's like 1.61 or something mm. but 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 it's a it's an irrational number it goes right. on forever um but that number just basically comes up a lot in yeah recursive. i remember yeah i remember you telling um, me about this but it comes up a lot in recursive processes so if a flower is kind of following the same rules for, mm-hmm. and and most a lot of plants have very simple rules for growth um in terms of like why, like the reason that they branch in a particular way is just going to be based on one simple um, rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have rule that, like that rule applies to the big branches and the small branches, that's fractal geometry. And that, mm. that is where you get, but a, a lot of that happens from recursion. It's just like right. simple rules that are followed at multiple time or multiple magnitudes of scale. Right right that makes um sense. but also like uh, like self reference uh is like a huge part of of consciousness and right um and like a lot of neuro neurological ideas as well and, and amplification too like uh, there's a lot of electrical properties with right yeah that makes sense because you're basically amplification is yeah. putting the output into the, input. the
0: input yeah that's recursiveness
1: um, that, yeah, recursive is totally isn't recursive. like a
0: programming concept. It's literally just no, it's do it it's over like over and a over again, like
1: basic idea. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's actually it's a cool. There's actual amplifiers in your ears. There's biological amplifiers where, um, the info that gets sent from your ears to the brain will actually be sent back to your ears and put into the input. Um, which is why like when your ear is ringing, it's actually the exact same mechanism that would cause feedback in a speaker. Hmm it's like if you put a microphone up yeah. to a speaker, it creates feedback, right? Yeah. With your ears, it's, it's like damage in that filter that's filtering out the feedback. Mm. So if it's really loud, so you like can tinnitus. get your ears to ring. So tinnitus is, is feedback. Right. It's, your, it's your ear amplifying nothing. Right, right. <laughs> the well, I always understood it like, because there's hairs amplifying noise. in your
0: ears or whatever, like those little yep. sensors or whatever. When those die, that's how you tinnitus because it's not filtering the shit out, right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it directly relates to dying hairs. Um, or if it's just I think it's probably actually, well, yeah, that's, I'm sure that could be part of it. Yeah, probably, actually. It's, you're probably right. Um, it'd be maybe the, if the hair dies, then it... Well, because I guess if you think about it, if, if there's just like an the, empty
0: tunnel, that, that sound will just continue forever and ever and always. Whereas, well, it's, if you have it's like
1: curls in on itself, the cochlea. So it's not really an empty. It's not. A, uh, I think. Um. I think it's that if, if the hair dies, then, then it probably sends the wrong signal to mm. the transducer in your ear that transduces the sound into electrical signals.
0: Man, fucking looking at like a diagram of like an ear is is like that, that shit's insane. Like how did how did we? <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, and and just try look. At, I, I I uh, I just remember reading. I read like just like the first part of this textbook on uh on biological um circuitry that's like that was talking about like just the math behind the ear Mm -hmm. like some of the the, there's some crazy stuff that goes on in your ear and like i think of it your eyes the same thing it's every one of our sensory organs are just like mind fucks of complexity
0: and i don't know like like it's kind of weird because like, I always think of things as, like, building it from the ground up, right? Like, how did the math get there? But it's just like, no, no, this just exists. Like, there's no explanation for this. And it's just really smart people have been like, oh, this is how it actually works. And it's like they work backwards. Like, we just have this, like, even, like, the brain, for example. We just have, like, this piece of magic in oh, yeah. our heads. The entire,
1: um, study of neuro- the entire study of neuroscience is just reverse translation. It's reverse engineering.
0: Yeah, it's insane. So there's, like, like this thing, like, there's,
1: like, it could Nature be Nature has engineered you know? on its own. Yeah. I know, yeah it's mind blowing the like consciousness um,
0: exactly like like what is the reverse engineering of consciousness like i can be very excited in 100 years when i'm still
1: alive and they find that out you know it's a very difficult thing to do <laughs> um yeah man uh our yeah our bodies are just such or all biology really is just unbelievable it, the what's cool though is sometimes you'll see th- redundancies or 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 almost mistakes or things that that mm. didn't that if you had done it from the beginning, if you had planned it out from the beginning, right, you would do it differently. Well, of course, yeah, because because it's an evolutionary process, right? Because our development depends day to day, right? Yeah, um, there are so many things that have evolved that have huge mistakes in them. Even our eyes, for instance, like if you look at a, an octopus eye, mm-hmm. the way that it's designed is very different from ours because they evolved separately, right? So, there's the octopus eye and a human eye have evolved completely. Apart from each other, right? But their eye actually makes a lot more sense than ours does because their eye, all the blood vessels are behind right. the uh, the photosensitive tissue. But for us, <laughs> all of our blood vessels are in front of it.
2: Yeah. So, so like... like
1: the layer, like like if you have you ever done this? If you take if you if you take your finger and make like a pinhole, yeah. and you look at a light source and just like shake it in a in a, a Basically do little circles with your with the pinhole. Mm-hmm. You'll see all of the blood vessels that are in your eye. It's actually crazy. You'll see thousands and thousands of little So you, you make a tiny little pinhole. Oh
0: that's fucking freaky.
1: Yeah, so your brain is filtering that out all the time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like,
0: so it's like if you just your brain run, is having... put your eye right up close to like a screen door, essentially.
1: Yeah, like, you're, well, your brain is, like, anything that's, that's there all the time. The only reason when you, when you rotate your finger around like that, you're changing the light fast enough that your brain registers it and decides to pick up on it. But, um, but normally there's not that much change, so your brain just completely ignores it. Wow. But, like, octopus can't do that. An octopus yeah. can't do that because all the blood vessels are behind it. But, like, there's a lot of light that is being missed, yeah, and that's being that has to go around, and your brain has to do quite a bit of processing in the background to ignore.
0: So, man, like I wanted, to, like an octopus eye could be seeing completely different shit than what we're seeing.
1: Yeah. That's well, yeah. Well, like, actually, colors for dude, example. Octopus, dude. Octopuses are craziest. Eighty percent of their nervous system is in their arms. <laughs> They're like their whole body like thinks as one entity. Like they have distributed <laughs> consciousness. Think oh, about damn. that. Like
0: whoa, so like they're one of their arms, like thinks, but then their other arm thinks. that you're saying,
1: like yeah, like our our consciousness is for the most part. I mean, who maybe oh, there's yeah. a little bit in our gut and stuff, right? But um, but for the most part, it's like pretty isolated in our brain. Hmm. But with them, who knows? Do we <laughs> like, know like
0: where in the brain the conscious, like like if we you're just like take some dude, just like kill pieces of his brain?
1: Yeah, find, um,
0: like if you just like. Blah.
1: I think there are a few areas that kind of work together. Um, there's actually, it's kind of a network. So you can't really identify a particular spot, but it's like the default mode network is a major network in the prefrontal cortex and some temporal regions that kind of make up a lot of what consciousness would be. Cool. Um, but it is it is kind of a ubiquitous thing throughout our brain. Right, right, it seems solid. to be. Um because like you can, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of split brain yeah. patients, yeah, people, yeah. yeah, where you can you can kind of have two consciousnesses, right. consciousnesses in one brain. Um, so it's it, like I don't know. It it the better question is like how divisible is it? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah like... or yeah or or like is it really just one? Is it one collective thing or is it a bunch of different things working together that kind of give the illusion of one collective? Consciousness.
0: I had another question, too, and I, we got to wrap up just quickly after this, but um, yeah, yeah. how far, or maybe we can do this already, but you know, going back to the example of, like, that professor you had that just memorizes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is there technology, or will there be technology that we can actually, like, pl- like, map the brain out, and, like, I can actually see, like, oh, I'm shit at this, and I can tell I'm shit at this because, like, his is, like, way more deeper developed. Like, is there a way that you can look at that? Like, is that just what, like, MRI is, or, like, the energy hey, that's you flowing can... through
3: that, or...
1: You can do that with MRIs. You can see, like, you you could compare, um, like white matter volume and and like, there would be several different measures you could do. You could mm-hmm. look at like the thickness of the, of the cortex and. Just <laughs> like it'd be um, cool
0: if I could just like upload a scan of my brain and then I could just see my stats. You know, it's just like, hey, yeah, are yeah, like totally. charismatic or like you're dumb as fuck or like.
1: <laughs> the problem is like like for instance um like there's all these different things there's like fractional anisotropy, yeah. um uh there's, there's like several different measures of of like white matter integrity or brain integrity and, and um they don't necessarily correl- correlate perfectly mm-hmm. with actual ability because your brain compensates as well right. so-, so like you could have some like fucked up um something <laughs> something could be kind of fucked up but you could be super super smart still because your brain right. compensated in such a way that it doesn't matter or or yeah like so it's hard to know if that's actually causally related to what is making you smart and but what really what differentiates us from a lot of from like chimps and stuff isn't necessarily the architecture of like the large-scale architecture right. but it's more cellular gotcha um so it has to do with like the, the spine density in Damn. each of your neurons, which are like, like if you think of a neuron, they have all those little things coming off of them. Yep. Each one of those little things has like, uh, like thousands of little things coming off of them. And those are like the neuron, like little spines that are coming off of mm. your, um, off of the axons Freaky. or dendrites. um, And uh, those like that is much higher in humans. Right. So, like, it, it would be, like, spine density would be a large, would be probably um, explain a large portion of, like, your ability to make connections. Because mm. that's what connects neurons is, is those little spines. Ooh, Wow. This is so, deep. I don't know, like, I don't think you'd be able to measure that. <laughs> um, unless you took an actual biopsy of your right. brain. Right. Um, and who knows if that's going to be... Like throughout your whole brain, or if that's just going to be in one all little right. spot, that that's then stays better. Or where? Damn it! So you you need to like take your entire brain, slice it all up, and then I trust you to do that for look. me.
0: Put it back together, okay? <laughs> man, I, I don't know
2: what to do with a human
1: brain.
0: <laughs> what? It's the same thing. Just trust your gut. Just bigger. you like, mean oh, the man, first person that had to do that? That's probably like what? They're just like, man, do your best. <laughs> like.
1: Slice it up good. Yeah, yeah. Whoever like had the job like, like if you had Einstein's brain. Yeah. Because they do. They have. They have his brain. I think his white matter actually is pretty, or he has like more glial cells or something. We have his brain. That's the other thing is like, there's other there's other cells in your brain. We would we like put stuff. his brain in my like instead of mine. Like try that out.
0: The thing that would happen. <laughs> Just try
1: it out. Like when they can do brain, can they do brain transplant? No, not currently. Not Do that's can be probably crazy. ever. You get your head, head transplants, man.
0: That's Wait, the so future. they just, they just take your, they just leave your brain there and then they cut your skull in half and peel it off and put something
1: else on it on? No, they cut your neck off. They cut you, they, they transplant you from your neck up. Oh, because there's not as many, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, really, they shouldn't call it a head transplant, they should call it a body transplant because the head's the thing that's, that's what? you. But uh, they've already done it in like monkeys, man. Are you serious? And there's a guy that's like been talking about doing it for a long time. He's just he needs to find somebody to, that's willing to do it. Oh, and that's the guy in the wheelchair? Like And get like um, permission, I guess. So I just Google head
0: transplant and I just see this dude all gibbled in a wheelchair.
1: There's been talk about it for a long time.
0: Well that must be him.
1: Or that's probably the guy that's agreed to do it. Yeah. Or to, like to do the to like take part. But what? I'm like the surgeon can't be in the... <laughs>
0: Because I guess at that point, you have to find like somebody's like brain dead, hey? And then just
1: like lob off their head. Yeah, and fuck. Yeah, yeah. So fuck. you have to have somebody die, and then as soon as they're dead, cut off their head, and then take their I mean, it's just like organ donation. It's yeah. just yeah. So it's they're like donating the entire their entire body. for the head. Yeah.
0: Dude, that is f***. Uh... Yeah. So, like, like, okay, wait, wait. Is the brain the thing that dies over time?
1: Like, because you just uh, live forever you mean, like, if you just get multiple aging?
0: body transplants?
1: Uh, yeah, your whole your whole body will age, um, so yeah, your your brain will die eventually.
0: Hmm. But eventually, <laughs> like
1: yeah, that's right. I mean, you could you could keep replacing things until the brain is the last thing to die. So you could extend your life to be like 20. pretty like probably well maybe. Although I feel like without your like if you're trans, <laughs> you can probably only survive like so many body transplants. Wow. Um, you don't know because you're.
0: <laughs> you imagine like you can just you just have so much money in the world and there's like a bunch of people who are like brain dead or whatever like body shopping. It's kind of like like man, put me on the Rock's body, you know? Like if he gets like yeah. in
1: a like whatever he's like vegetable comatose or whatever, it's just like man, I could be the Rock if you put it. True, but I bet I bet you're like okay. So here's here's a question. So okay, when you when you get like a heart transplant, mm-hmm. it. Kind of morphs to become oh, like body sort of. quite quickly. Um, and I think the true is actually, is, I think the same is true of like arm transplants. It'll actually kind of adapt a little bit. Mm. Maybe not the bone or something, but like if you get a fat person's arm, you, it's not going to stay fat. Right. <laughs> It'd be the same with the rock. I think like your brain does a lot of the heavy lifting and maintaining muscle.
0: Yeah, but then I'll just switch to another one. Like,
1: like that's the plan, you know? I'm just jumping from body to body. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably takes like 10 years to adapt to a new body well <laughs> i actually i don't even know if i don't even know if uh like what amount of functionality you get from a body transplant like maybe it's just the organs hmm. like maybe you're still paralyzed that would just, i don't that know it's
0: suck. <laughs> like oh you just look better <laughs> and this is shit <laughs> i want back <laughs>
1: I oh, don't man, know that's, how much that's the same. that's crazy. Yeah, oh, no, actually, uh, I think uh, I was I was I went down the rabbit hole for this <laughs> at one point, but um, some of the first like head transplants yeah. with like uh, were taking like a monkey's head and putting it onto another monkey, like while it still had or, or, or so, so like it, it was like circulatory system transplants Whoa. where they just like take another Skeleton. monkey that doesn't. That still has its head and just like attached to like the back of their, onto their back. So there's, there's pictures of like monkeys with like an- another, with like oh another monkey, God. like another monkey's head on it.
0: Dude, what do these labs look like? They must be absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, like, fucking freak. Hey, I gotta show you this before. Yeah, look at how big this is. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Two seconds. I'm, I'm, uh, researching monkey brain transplant. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh damn, that is huge. Yeah.
0: Massive. the size of Wow. Isn't
1: that cool? That's super cool. The That's like size the size of your head. head. Dude, you could transplant that onto your body. Dude.
2: Hot glue guns. Yeah, man. Be like octopus. Uh monkey. <laughs>
1: uh let me just uh, open this in a new link and send this to you uh no hold on i'm gonna open the,
2: the image
1: so okay i'm actually thinking of dogs so
0: oh i think i saw it on wikipedia
1: you see have you seen this where like they took like the upper body of a dog what the
0: fuck like he's riding the dog <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, just take, like, the, they, they take from like the arm, like the front legs up and they just like chop that off and and connect the circulatory system. He's like, of he's another like a centaur, dog. like a dog tar, yeah. dog tar. But there's still the other dog's head. So it's like, a, it's like Cerberus, but with an extra <laughs> yeah, leg.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man, that is fucking free.
1: Oh, man, there's OK. What are, all these scientists
0: look creepy as fuck, too.
1: I'm gonna share screen here yeah I was just I was literally just gonna show you this picture oh you see this guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that guy is like I don't know if he hates his life or absolutely loves it yeah that yeah for sure that guy's like okay here's the dog (laughs) oh man all right anyway with that, we should probably wrap we... things up. I gotta I'll use the washroom,
0: take a shower. I gotta deliver some toys to Vern, teach and learn. Oh hell yeah! Fix some more.
1: I gotta make some food. I'm hungry.
0: Okay, well, mm. thank you so much, and this has been another episode of
1: the, the Jude and, and Tyler the Jude TIE TIE pod... Transplant Podcast, thie... Jude Cast, Jude Tie Podcast
2: Cast Pod.